Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick. And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing? Well, we just finished a book of the Bible. We did. So that must mean we're like wrapping it up, right? I think we are. Yeah. So we're doing a wrap up? We're doing a Second Chronicles wrap up. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Okay. Uh, Well, let's go find out if it is, huh? Well, here's the thing. Oh. I'll leave this in the intro. Yeah. Um, You know how we had two chapters left and that was like a really long episode? Yes. Because it... So many rabbit holes and exciting and right. awesome, right? Right. Well, so that was a small thing with 
big, long lots to talk about. Yeah. Okay, this wrap-up has, like, so much coverage, right? There's so much to cover. Right. But yet, really, it's not going to be that long. Because we're just, yeah, we're not going, we're not rabbit-holing today. No, no. And I just wanted to point that out that is kind of funny to me. No, I mean, yeah. Here's a king, there's a king, everywhere's a king, king. And king's gonna king. Kings are gonna king. All right. Let's go find out about these fucking kings. Okay. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so we wanted to do a Second Chronicles wrap-up. Yes. But speaking of Second Chronicles is almost impossible without also speaking of first chronicles because they are actually one, one book. The same. Yeah. yeah. It's one book cut in half. Right. And at that, it's impossible to talk about <laughs> the books of chronicles without also referring to first and second kings. Because also same stories. Right. And first and second kings are basically one book cut in half as well. Right. And while we're on the subject, the story actually began in first and second Samuel. Right. So So it wraps a lot of there's a lot of things involved in these books. Well, finishing up Chronicles wasn't just we finished Second Chronicles. We actually finished up a very large part of the Bible. Right. A, a very large story arc, a very large the way the the Jewish people divide the Bible. Yeah. It it's just it it's more than what it is, if that makes sense. Right. Right. I get it. So I wanted to say a little bit about First and Second Kings. Some of this will be recap. Some of this you will have heard before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So with First and Second Kings, there's there was the question of who wrote the, that portion. Yeah. And some re- researchers proposed that either Isaiah or Jeremiah authored Kings. Now we haven't read those two guys yet. Right. Right. But we have heard of them because they were prophets that popped up. Yeah. Now and again, Jeremiah I should sound really familiar. Definitely remember Jeremiah. For he sure. was recent. Yeah. So one of those prophet guys may have been the guy that wrote Kings. Okay. Okay. Yep. Others advocate that there were actually two or more authors for the Book of Kings, and then they had a final editor. Okay. And then there's yet another theory that. Joshua, or I'm sorry, that Samuel wrote Joshua and Judges. Or I'm sorry, no, that's not that's not <laughs> correct. That a single author wrote Joshua, Judges, and both books of Samuel. Okay, All so right. 
there's just like no consensus in the research community sure. as to who wrote them. But definitely a different writer wrote Chronicles. Yes, <laughs> that is for sure. Because I could tell because, you know, mm-hmm. I could tell. Well, and there's no reason that the same author would have written both. Right. They, for one thing, they were written from different time periods. Right, right. So, like, 200 years apart or something like that. Yeah. So, it would have been impossible. But be, that's beside the point. Sure. So, books that no longer exist today, but that were used as references in writing kings. Those fucking books. Those fucking books. <laughs> um, we talked about them a lot. They came up a lot. Yeah. And... Uh, For the large portion of what we were reading, they weren't named, and that's why we refer to them as those those fucking fucking books. books. Right. Right. Those were the Book of the Acts of Solomon, the Book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel, and the Book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah. Got it. Okay. Okay. So those are three of the books. There's more, but those were the three biggies. Got it. Okay. Yep. Um, Jewish historical context. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Okay. So in the original Jewish order of the Bible, the book of Chronicles is the final book of the Old Testament. Oh. So we talked about what order the books go in before. Yeah. And I think you kind of forgot about it because that was several Q&As or, or setups right, ago. Right, right. But, um... It's listed at the end of the Old Testament in Jewish Bibles because it summarizes the entire story of God's work from Adam all the way through um, humanity up until that specific point in history. Got it. So it's like a capstone. So that's why I say we did more than just finish the second book of Chronicles. Got it. We finished a, a capstone. Now, we skipped a lot to get there because the Jewish Bible is out of order from the Bible that we're used to reading, like the book that I have here on my shelf. Okay. Which, by the way, if we were reading this book on the shelf, it shows that we are a little over one third of the way through it. That's it? (laughs) Well, I mean, in a way, it's like, oh, we have so far to go. But in another way, we've read over one third of the Bible. Right. That's amazing. That's more than I've ever read of the Bible in my entire life. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time we read a another word it's I know. I've ever read in my entire life I know. So, you know I just I know I know it's a lot to go right but I'm not looking at how much is left I'm looking at holy shit we have read a lot of bible we have so um the the second book of chronicles concludes the third section of the Jewish Tanakh so okay. do you remember me saying that the Jewish people split the Bible into three separate categories. And so the first part would be the Torah, the right, law, right. and that's uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, uh, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Okay. <laughs> Good on me. Okay. <laughs> so that's the first one. So we have read that entire first section. Sure. Okay. Yep. That's in order and that's happy. Right. Okay. The middle section is, um, uh, shoot, the prophets. Is okay. what it's called. Okay. We have only read some of that. Okay. We've read maybe about half of that. So okay? in the order we're reading them, those will come later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're coming up here shortly. Okay. And then the third one is the writings. And that's the least important portion. Got it. Of the Bible. Okay. And Chronicles is the last of those. Okay. All right. As the cap of the entire book. Right. Okay. Now the prophets are... 
Um, there's the four former or or major prophets, and those are Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. Okay. So we've read all those. Yep. And then there's the ones that I refer to as the three capable prophets. Okay. Because they're neither the major nor the minor. Okay. So they're merely capable. Right. I thought that was a good throwback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And those are Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Got it. And then there's the 12 minor prophets. Okay. Okay, and those 12, um, they are all one book in the Jewish Bible. Interesting. So there's 12 different ones. They're split up in the Bible that we're reading, but in the the Jewish Bible, the Hebrew Bible, it's all one book. I wonder if the significance of 12 minor prophets is significance to the um, amount of tribes in in Israel, because there's so much... About 12, you know what I mean? Could be. I don't know. Um, because there's four former ones, and then there's three capable ones. So <laughs> you would think that... Yeah, but they also like... Remember the three? The three. Mm-hmm. Remember they like they like three people too. Right. So. But the four major ones are the most important ones. So you right. would think that... I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that might just be a coincidence. Got it. Got it. So... Okay, so the Torah consisted of five. The prophets consisted of eight. Okay? Okay. And now the writings that is the final unimportant portion consists of 11. And that makes a total of 24 books that make up the entire... um, Old Testament. Old Testament for the Hebrew Bible. Sure. Okay? And that one is going to include Psalms and Proverbs. Oh, boy. You know, uh, Ruth, the book of Ruth is actually one of those. Okay. And we've read that. Yeah. And then Chronicles. Yep. Okay. Okay. So then we get into First and Second Chronicles. Okay. So sometime after the exile, a Jewish scholar compiled material from various historical resources, like the ones that we talked about before. Those as, fucking books. Right. Those fucking books, but as well as other records to include the books of Kings. Right. Okay? Yeah. So somebody sat down with all of that shit to chronicle the history of his people. Okay. And Ezra has been cited as a possible candidate. And that one is a very strong candidate because Second Chronicles ends right with, um, in the middle of a sentence, basically. Okay. And then the next book is Ezra. Oh. And the book of Ezra starts... Right with, where that left off? It repeats that sentence. Oh, okay. And that's okay. often the way scrolls were um, f- situated so that you could tell which scroll came next. Okay. They would repeat the last sentence of one would be the first sentence of the next. Got it. Got it. But that's also why they think perhaps Ezra... Is the writer. Is the writer. Got it. So um, there are numerous mentions. This is beside the point a little bit, but I just thought that it would be fun to mention because we pointed that out just in our last Q and a yesterday, that there are numerous mentions of secular historical figures, non-Jewish foreign leaders who played prominent roles in the political fortunes of Judah. Yeah. And that was really fun to read in our Q and a yesterday. I love that stuff. Like I was, I, 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 ta- I was talking to somebody on social media and, um, I just, I love how, I I think it helps you get out of the bubble of the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Like it helps Mm -hmm. you say, oh, there's other shit going on out in the world. And these other historical events are happening regardless of what the Israelites are going through over in their little bubble over here in the Bible. Right. You know? Right. It it kind of helps you understand a larger perspective. Oh, yeah. And 
some might say that the historical events corroborate the Bible, but I look at it the exact opposite, that the Bible being stories and and records of the way people thought sure. corroborates history. That's the part that I like about the Bible, and that's mm-hmm. part of why I wanted to read it is because yes. it is a it, it is a historical record of some type. It is. You know, and I think the part that is missing in it's not missing. They do it on purpose. But the part that's that is would be better served for people to understand is the greater significance in humanity that these people held in all of society, not just in you know, Christianity and, um, you know, uh, Judaism. Yes. So totally agree. Totally agree. So then the next point that I wrote was, okay, but what's the point? Like why have second Chronicles, first Chronicles, all of the Chronicles right. mirroring, um, first, first King, and second, second Kings. Kings right. yeah. yeah. Like what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Well, together with the books of Samuel, Kings was written around 550 to 560 BCE mm-hmm. during the Babylonian exile. Oh, okay. okay. All right. While Chronicles was written after the exile was over, around 450 to 440 BCE. Okay. So there's a hundred year gap there. Right. And that is part of the difference. That is part of, it was different people with different agendas writing to different audiences. Got it. And- it's it's hard to remember that because we're reading these two things and it's like, you know, it's just a repeat of the same history. Right. But it's important to keep in mind it would be like reading a history book from an author that wrote in the 1950s versus a history book that was written today. Well, I will say that I think, you know, First Kings and Second Kings struck me as a very um, just very... Uh, straightforward record of what was going on for the most part other than a few sections that were you know a little bit of just people saying what they wanted to say but mm-hmm. and that that was and, and it kept it's, it felt like the kings kept getting worse and worse and worse as we went along mm-hmm. right so they're they're reckon and, and like you said they're this is going into the babylonian exile so they're recognizing that things mm-hmm. are going to shit right yeah. so the chronicler though he um goes on and on and on about david and mm-hmm. all kinds of other shit about, you know, how it's very hopeful. Yes. It's 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 much more hopeful toward his religion mm-hmm. than than King's was, I believe. And there was a purpose for that. Right, right. So, it makes some sense, you know, knowing right, that. Right. And and that does make it a little easier to swallow once you've gotten all through it. Yeah. And by swallow I don't mean believe, I mean digest. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um Samuel and Kings, both of the well, all four of those books all together, yep. they address the Jewish experience of the Babylonian exile and captivity. Okay. Whereas Chronicles had an agenda to motivate, as you said, the freshly released slaves and to inspire hope. Right. So, I mean, those are two entirely different. Like, one is just recording what's happening. Yeah. And the other is using that information as a starting point. Well, that's that's why there was a lot of stuff glossed over in mm-hmm. Chronicles that wasn't glossed over in Kings. Exactly. It's two different takes on the same thing. Exactly. I mean, just to re- reiterate the point you're making here and hammer it home, the Chronicler's spotlight is on the triumphs of David and Solomon right. rather than their respective failures of adultery and idolatry. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, clear. And you could apply that to some of the other kings, too, because there was mm-hmm. many kings that they glossed over their failures and 
only portrayed their good things. Or if they did say any, if the chronicler did say anything about the failures, it was like a sentence at the end, like right. And then, yeah, know, exactly. Like, and that's it. It was like, and he also, but anyways, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the chronicler focused primarily on the kings of Judah, which we know, sure, rather than the kings of Israel, because. At that point, the kingdoms were divided after the death of Solomon. Well, the kings of Israel would have been less, very much less um, meaningful right. to the Israelites at that point because they had they were probably all... solidified into one thing at that, at that not one thing, but like closer to one thing. They were all doing quote unquote evil things sure. and had rejected the the lifestyle, the right, way. Right, right, right. Um, the kings of Israel, if they're mentioned at all in Chronicles, they're only mentioned tangentially, like as required. Right. And then um, this gets back into what I said earlier, that Second Chronicles truly leaves the story unfinished in that the last verse of Second Chronicles <laughs> is not a complete sentence. Yeah. Now, the way we read it, it reads as a complete sentence because of our translation. Yeah. And because it's easier to do it that way sure yeah um but the sentence is finished at the beginning of ezra as ezra chapter one yeah. mirrors the end of second chronicles got it and i thought i would just read those yeah just yeah. to kind of understand where we're at so i'm gonna be reading two separate things part of which are the exact same thing so it's gonna sound like i'm reading it twice okay okay yep so this is the end of Second Chronicles, um, chapter 36, verse 22. Okay. In the first year of Cyrus, or I'm sorry, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, one of our prophets, mm -hmm. the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. Now, verse 23. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up, and may the Lord their God be with them. Be the end. Right. Okay. So then we go into the book of Ezra. Okay. okay? Chapter yeah. 1, um, verse 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah... The Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. Now, verse two, this is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Yeah. Now, verse three. Okay. okay. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. Now verse 4. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with freewill offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Hmm. Okay. So you see that they mirror each other. They're exactly the same, but the structure is different. The sure. verses are set differently. Yeah, yeah. So that is what I have brought to you today. And that wraps up Chronicles Yay. and sets us as ready to start the book of Ezra. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us 
all the way through another book of the Bible. Yes. And uh, we are going to be back tomorrow with a contradictions episode for Second Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're going to be doing a book club. And I think we've solidified that we're probably doing a quote unquote 500th episode. Yes. Um, a special at some point. Yes. So those will be the upcoming episodes. Definitely tomorrow will be contradictions. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.